you're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania each weekday at 9am and for those listening in Tasmania you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday as well. I'm your host Tabitha Zachariah and every Monday we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. Um, David has been doing a series of programs um, titled Encounters with Jesus and uh, today he'll be talking about... Um, something else he'll tell us in a minute um welcome david how are you today i'm well thanks tabitha happy monday to you and everyone listening in happy monday david how how was your weekend yeah it was good it was actually uh quite full-on um yeah the, the most special thing we had was uh we did the communion oh, and uh yeah. Well, yeah i'll explain it uh further on in our talk but uh it's always a great time always a good time with the with the community to um the church community to do that together with yeah. yeah, you know, we actually yeah. did um, talked about foot washing last week uh, during Raku's program. So, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, wow. <laughs> They've been, some have already had a bit of an insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just to remind our listeners of our show number, it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, you can text us, send us any questions, comments, some um, feedback. Uh, we'll be and we'll be able to respond to you, and we also love to hear from you and um, also you can catch us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website that is faithfm.com.au where you can also catch up on previous episodes um, in case you've missed them um, David what did you want to give a recap of what you shared last week yeah sure we talked about um, well it's funny you said foot washing <laughs> with Rico. we talked about uh, uh, the woman in Mark 12 who we believe is Mary, uh, and she, Mary Magdalene, that came to wash Jesus' feet with very expensive perfume and um, had an expensive jar of alabaster. Mm. And um, so we discussed that and how it was such a huge offering you know, that, she, that she brought that others thought, hey, you know, others got envious and said, you know, she shouldn't be blessing Jesus that way. And um, I made an argument, you know, Jesus accepted that type of worship. He, he accepted the the offering, you know, knowing that in her heart, mm. she was giving her everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that would be the same, you know, with, with God's people and um, people that will come to realize that Jesus Christ is real in our lives and, and want to show gratitude, that that would be the same spirit, the same motive that we'll see in the last days. So, um yeah, that's what we did last week. Mm-hmm. And this morning, mm-hmm. we're going to go to an encounter with uh, one of Jesus' famous famous disciples. His name's Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, and it's actually just, it's directly after their last dinner together. They, it's, it's famously referred to as the Last Supper. There's a famous painting you know, with, with the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Jesus makes a big deal out of this and tells us, tells his disciples, Teach this to every Christian, you know, all generations, that they're to practice this until Jesus returns. So that's something. That's that's what we do for communion. We we break bread. We literally break bread uh, with each other. We have um, uh, the grape juice, or the Bible refers to as wine. We just have we we have a grape juice, and uh, together we remember this moment. We do the foot washing, and we do this, and, and it's a moment we remember. Hey, this is the reason why we made the commitment, and you know the. 
the bread and uh, the wine goes into your body, becomes one uh, part of you, and you're saying Jesus Christ is, you know, I, I'm in, I am in Him and He is in me. You know, and Jesus said, you know, if you're not part of the vine, you can't produce any fruit. So, uh, this is this is something that makes that real special. But this is a context of where the story comes from. They just finished having their last supper together. Mm-hmm. Peter and, and Peter talks with Jesus. Jesus reveals to him what's going to happen. And Jesus says, uh, Peter says, no, I want to let that happen to you, you know? And, um, as great as that sounds, we're about to find out that when we hear truths like that, you know, when we hear truths <laughs> where people reveal things about our character that we're not prepared to hear, you know, we, our first thing is to not deny it. No, 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 that can't be it. Mm, we you get know, defensive. We take those. <laughs> Sorry? We get defensive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, that, that's where I want to go, you know, that, when we're constantly defensive and we don't submit ourselves to Christ, how do you, how does the change come? How can Christ work in our lives when we're not willing to, you know, let him critique, mm. <laughs> do an audit? You know, that's what communion's all about. Communion's basically mm. an open audit. This is us saying to Jesus, Jesus, mm-hmm. look into my life. Mm. Anything that's wrong, you know, I give you permission. I give you permission to work with me on that because I, I want to be a better person. I want to be stronger. Mm. I want to be a good disciple. Mm. And uh, when it comes to audits, I don't know, if you've, if you've worked anywhere with, when it comes to auditing, mm. it's quite... Uh, it's not the best time. <laughs> no, it's say. quite intrusive. You know, <laughs> like you start thinking to yourself, oh, mm. did I file that correctly? Mm. Oh, did I did I do the right numbers? You know, have I, oh man, have I put the, you know, and then they'll say things like, oh, you shouldn't have this on your desk. This is the wrong, you know, you get, you get critiqued, mm. you know? And in the end, it's uh, you know it's better for not only you but the company and everything like that. But this, when it comes to salvation, mm-hmm. oh, it's really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, David, I have a question for you, but I'm just wondering if we should um read the scripture passage first so we get an idea of where that question is coming from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's um. Should we jump into the story then? Yeah, I'm thinking so. Yeah. We say a prayer and then um, read Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day and uh, we thank you for David Leo. And even as he's going to share your message, I pray that you may bless him. Father, may you speak through him. May um, your Holy Spirit move him as he shares your word. And Father, give him the strength he needs and the wisdom. And I pray that as we listen to your word, um, that he may touch us and help us to listen and honestly and um to pick up what you want, the message you want us to get out of this. Mm. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, so the scripture passage is um, Mark 14 from 27 to 31, and the title is Jesus Predicts Peter's Denial. Um, then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even if all are made to stumble, yet I will not be. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night, before the rooster crows, twice you will deny me three times. But he spoke vehemently, If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. All, and they all said likewise. So you see, um, Jesus, Jesus told what's going to come. Mm. <laughs> told the truth. And, and Peter you know, it sounds it sounds nice. You know, it sounds it sounds like good talk. Nah, not me, Jesus. I'm gonna 
I'm going to go with you all the way. You know? mm. And then he actually started the he started uh, getting everyone else hyped up because he said he said even if I have to die, Jesus, I'll do it. And everyone else said, "Yeah, us too. We're going to do the same thing." <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, a lot of boldness happening here. And you know, just imagine, imagine being Peter when he said when he said to him, "Hey, Peter, this sounds this sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good what you're saying." Yeah. But I tell you, this evening, on this very night, before the rooster cries three times, you're going to deny me three times. You know, kids, imagine, imagine being told that after you've just given a really exuberant and inspirational speech. I think Peter would have maybe even felt hot. Like, what, oh, yeah. what, you, you don't, what do you think of me? I've, we've always walked together. Absolutely. I've walked and, um, yeah. Yeah, do you question my loyalty? Mm. You know, <laughs> how could you say something like this? You said it in front of everyone as well. You know, like, surely, surely, you know, you know what type of guy I am now. Mm. You know, and, and, and when you think about that, when you think about that type of talk, you know, um, it really reveals that we don't really know the type of person that we are. Mm. Only Jesus knows that. That's true, yeah. You know, if there's, if there's anything that reveals character, it's when we come to a crisis. Mm. You know, crisis always reveals character. When when things you know, when things, things are going smoothly, you know we can be whoever we want to be. <laughs> but as soon as things get taken away from you, you know, if once you lose your home, lose your car, oh, let's start at the car. You know, mm. when you jump in the car and the car's not working that morning, oh, we see the true, the real self, right? Oh, I got to be at work in mm. half an hour and I can't go to work and oh, blah, blah, blah. all these things that are coming out of the of the of the woodworks that we're just sitting there dormant for such a long time mm-hmm. until something doesn't work, mm. you know. And Jesus is giving this opportunity to Peter. Peter, let me tell you, mm-hmm. when your car doesn't start in the morning, even though cars didn't exist back then, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to reveal to you his true character. Mm. You know, and Peter's response to Jesus revealing the true, true character, he, he says to him, he says to him, even if you're to die, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> so he still believed, he still had confidence in what he believed about himself. Mm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and all of us, every single one of us have fallen into that trap as well. We all have this idea of ourselves, mm. but when you come to see Jesus, mm. Jesus is going to reveal your true self. He's going to show you the mirror and say, look, this is what's happening, and I want to help you. you know, and we're going to find out uh, in the, you know, through Peter mm. how Jesus takes him from this person, and he's revealing to him, hey, I want to change your character, mm. and what Peter turns out to be. You know, it's, it's amazing. That's how God works. Mm. I think we like to see the best of ourselves. We like to <laughs> see ourselves in the best. Um, of course. Yeah. So when someone says something that is contrary to what you believe, you're like, hang on a minute. Hang on. You know, okay, I know how myself. Dare you? Yeah, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, we're about to go for a break, but we, we've had our listener David texting in and said, uh, blessed morning to you both. Uh, blessed morning to you too, David. Not David Leo. <laughs> David, the <laughs> listener. <laughs> Thank you for ah. tuning in and um, stay with us. Um, through yeah, the blessings to you. Thanks for the text. Mm. Yeah. Um, this first song is Jesus, the Lord, my Savior is by Chelsea Moon. Mm-hmm.
by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Jesus the Lord My Savior Is by Chelsea Moon and you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo talking about Peter's denial. And uh, we also have a free book offer which is uh, the book At Jesus' Feet and that is the gospel according to Mary Magdalene and um, there's a bit of a connection between uh, Mary's story and Peter's. Mm. And I uh, will give you more information about that later. Uh, David, before we continue, I have a question which I'm also throwing out there to our listeners. Um, are there any specific people or situations that make it especially difficult for you to completely uh, be honest concerning your commitment to Christ? Or has, have mm. you ever been in a situation or has someone ever made you, uh, made it difficult for you to be honest about your commitment to Christ? Um, send us your responses to 048 mm. Yeah, well, that, that question for me as mm-hmm. a, as a pastor, you know, we've got to deal with some, some sticky situations sometimes and we have to approach people and, uh, bring things up and even, uh, you know, even just, when I'm teaching somebody about the Bible and they're going through a stage of 
um, oh, wow, is this, you know, like I'm going to have to make some changes and things like that. Uh, yeah, those are difficult, but especially the, the when I have to visit, um, visit or talk or discuss with people that are committed disciples, you know, and uh, they've been doing it for a long time. You kind of, it, it always feels difficult to bring up something and say, hey, um, listen, this, this thing that you're doing is hurting this person and, you know, you need to stop. And sometimes they're like, what thing? I didn't do anything, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, this thing, you know, and you try to have this discussion. So those are, those are always, um, always, always something that I always pray about. I always claim a promise that, that the Lord will go before me, but, um, mm. God's always been faithful. So mm. yeah, those, those, those are sticky ones, but Jesus, Jesus did it to Peter, <laughs> mm. and you know, like we've got to when 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 there's a situation, it's got to it's got to come up. You know, you can't ignore it. Mm. Um, but we talked about Peter um, being approached by Jesus, and then we've got oh, and we've got this whole period of uh, after the supper, um, Judas Iscariot portrays Jesus. Jesus is praying and asks the disciples to pray with him. They don't pray with him. Uh, Jesus gets arrested and brought to trial. And so there's all this dramatic, all these dramatic things that are happening, and you know the, the the heart's beating fast, the disciples are panicking, they don't know what to make of it. Peter actually follows Jesus into the courtyard, and uh, we're about to read a passage, um, which is in Mark 14. If you could read that one, please, Tabitha. We're reading from verses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be starting from here. Um, six was it? Sixty-six um, to seventy-two. So yeah, Mark 14, verses 66 to 72. If you could read that, please. Yeah. Okay. Now, the title is Peter Denies Jesus and Weeps. Now, Mm. as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, and when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you're saying. And he went out on the porch, and a rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, This is one of them, but he, he denied it again. And a little later, those who stood by said to Peter again, Surely you're one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. A second time the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to mind the word of Jesus had that Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, mm. twice you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, he wept. So, in all the excitement, you know, uh, Jesus said this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, in all the excitement, you know, like you, you probably forgot that little conversation, that boldness that he stood with. And he was a young man at the time, so... You know, I can I can understand that that type of boldness, but it says here that uh, when he heard the rooster crow the third time, he wept. Mm. You know, your Bible said he thought about it, and so that that truth that Jesus spoke of, man, it hit it just hit him at, at, at once. You know, this is like wow, uh, he does know who I am. Mm. I do have. Flaws. I said I was going to follow him to the, you know, I said I was going to die. If, if he has to die, I'll die with him. And when he was asked three times, aren't you one of his followers? You know, he didn't connect the dots. He couldn't, you know, the, uh, he couldn't uh, see. They, they, they call this a psychology, cognitive dissonance. He couldn't, he couldn't see that that could be him. Mm. 
all these sort like you said that you said earlier mm-hmm. you know we like to think the best of ourselves mm-hmm. you know and, and, and one of the things I remember when um, what's that show ah uh, oh, Australia's Got Talent you know Australia's Got Talent and um, another singing show but there's a singing show that, that came I think it started about 15 years ago mm-hmm. and they they would come to audition to be you know to sing on the show and, and see mm-hmm. if they can make it through to be big time mm-hmm. And some of these people, they just, they can't sing. They, they sing badly. They mm. can't hold a key. You know, they, their notes are way off. You're a- probably it's like, thinking in your mind, I can sing better. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it, it's just sad. You know, and I imagine in myself that you know, sometimes they've responded, they've responded and said, oh, but my mother said that I sing great. My, my family and my friends tell me that I can sing great, you know, and they've, t- they've told them everything they need to hear. But when it came to the truth, you know, and and these judges that judge them are, are experts in singing, apparently. But um, even when I hear it, I'm like, I'm not a, I'm I'm by no means a professional singer. But I'm like, man, that that's sore to the ears. I can't listen to that. Mm. You know, but no one's been there to tell them the truth before they arrived at the auditions. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's not until they're at the auditions where they hear four judges say to them, or three, uh, three or four, and they say to them, hey, listen, mate, you can't sing. You know, and, and you can see on their faces for the first time in their lives, they're like, "What? <laughs> I've never like, been told you, this." <laughs> what are you talking? About? Yeah, what are you, you you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, and it's just it's a shock. It's a, it's a it's a frightening revelation when we're told something that we can't see in our own lives. You know, when 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 things are revealed to us, hey. um uh, I, I remember uh, one time where I got taught um, how to how to do the how to work the work the diary in my workplace, mm. and I thought I knew how to do how to organize myself daily. You know, <laughs> when it got shown to me, I was like, "Man, I'm the way I do it is sloppy." You know, like I, here I was thinking I was doing a good thing, but no, <laughs> there's a better way to do it. You know, mm. there's a better way to do it. And one thing we need to learn in life when we come to journeying, when we come to reading the Bible, learning more about Jesus. And the more you learn about Jesus, the more you learn about what Jesus knows about you. Mm. And at the at every every single person that's listening to this right now and you and me, Tabitha, mm-hmm. at the at the bottom line, at the at the core and the source of every human existence mm. is something that Jesus knows about us. Mm. He knows what we need. <laughs> he knows how we operate. Mm. He knows that we need other people in our lives. And he, you know, like he, he because he's our creator, he knows exactly what the, his creator needs. You know, he knows what his children needs. Mm. And here we are <laughs> living in 2021, you know, like, oh, I'm good. I'm okay. I can, I can do things myself. No, we can't. Mm. You know, like we, we always need others around and we always need people chipping at us, um, you know, and revealing things to us in our lives. You know, we, uh, Peter needed Jesus and he realizes at the time that he's weeping, wow, I don't know who I am. Mm. This is, this is the time where Peter con- is, is converted. This is the time where, at his, where he hits rock bottom and realizes, I've been following Jesus for three and a half years mm. and I'm still like this. I still have this confidence that I think I can go on in life. And I told Jesus I was going to be there. It is, you know, even if I have to die, 
and I'm doing all these things, and, and now I realize I'm not that. I'm not who I think I am. Mm. And we, when we come to that point, that's the that's where Jesus can start working with us, where we can start admitting, I, you know, I, I, I can't do these things. Mm. I'm not able. Mm. I need, I need, I need someone that can help me. Mm. <laughs> and when we do that, we look to the cross, and we see a Jesus Christ that hey, um. This is what I. This is who I am. This is what I did, and I did it so that you can see that you do need saving. You do need help, mm-hmm. and you can't save yourself. You know, someone else needs to save you. But that revelation, it's a good place to start. Mm. It's a it's a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we're about to go for a break, uh, but before we do, I just like to remind our listeners of our listener question. Um. Just share with us if you've been in a situation where or been around people who have made you um made it hard for you to be honest um concerning your sorry <clears throat> your co- concerning your commitment to Jesus Christ um and you got how you went about that situation for me when I first started working in at my other job which is in disability um I work with many people who are atheists or like who are not believers and they will say how they don't believe in God or how they hate it when um, maybe Jehovah Witness is knocking on their doors and trying to say, like, force, they will say, force the gospel on them. And I will think, oh, okay, these people don't want to hear anything to do with Jesus. And I will never say, um, you know, I go to church or anything like that. But then I realized ah. that by me saying that I actually go to, ju- to church and I believe in Jesus, it's not like trying to force my um, faith on other people. It's just being honest about what I'm doing. Yeah, That's right. And so nowadays I just, I'll say, oh, I'm going to church. Or what did you get up to if someone asks me that? I'll be like, oh, I went to church on Saturday, you know. Mm. And um, yeah, we just encourage our listeners to share with us any specific um, situations where they've been um, made uncomfortable or haven't been able to freely express their commitment to Jesus Christ. Um, text is on 0488-880-891. Um, this next song is known by Torin Wells. Truth, the kind of love that's bulletproof. 
And I surrender to your kindness Oh, I'm fully known And loved by you You wanna go home No matter what I do And it's not one or the other It's hard truth and ridiculous grace to be known Fully known And loved by you I'm fully That's known and uh, known by Torren Wells. And uh, Jason is uh, t- tuned in to today's program and is enjoying this song. Thanks, Jason, <laughs> for tuning in. Uh, you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with David Leo. Uh, David is talking about Peter's denial. And uh, just to remind our listeners of a listener question, um, if you can share with us of situations or people who've made it hard for you to be um, honest about your commitment to Christ, um, please text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, David, um, in the previous section, you shared you we read about um, Jesus' prediction actually happening, and Peter realizing that he yes. didn't know himself as much as he assumed. <laughs> um, he thought he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, mm. yeah, morning, Jason. I'm glad you're enjoying the music. Mm. Um, yeah, so where we're going to go from here is, you know, we watch what Jesus does to, does with Peter, and it's amazing. And Jesus, what we're about to hear, Jesus does the same thing for each and every one of us, right? Because from this moment on, I said that, you know, when Peter came to the revelation, oh man, this is who I really am, you know, and that's, you know, rock bottom is a good place to start, you know, when you realize your shortcomings, and it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not only going to happen once, hmm. you know, Peter, that would have happened Many times over over uh, Peter's life, like wow, you know, I, I, I'm not who I thought I am. I need help, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and but by now, <laughs> when you when you have that revelation, you start you, you start to realize I need to humble myself. I need humility. This is why we do communion. It's a reminder to all the Christians we need to be humble. We need to be able to serve and also be teachable. And um, from here on, Peter witnesses this this. Uh, this corrupt trial witnesses Jesus' death, and um, and after that, you know he's he's just thinking, man, I don't know what I've, I don't, you know, I, I let Jesus down, you know, I've, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, life's not the same. And in John twenty one, we see what we see what Peter does and other disciples. 
after Jesus' death, after he doesn't become the Messiah that they thought he was going to be, hmm. they, uh, they go back to what they were doing before. Yeah. He goes back to being a fisherman. You know, so after three and a half years, after training under the, the, the creator of the universe, that, that, that moment that he felt, I disappointed Jesus Christ. You know, I'm a disappointment to, to him and the other disciples. I told them that I was going to, in front of all of them, I said, man, I'm, you know, I'll follow him to his, to his death. I didn't do that. I didn't keep my word and I'm just, I'm just, Stupid little me that's always been like this, and he has his feel sorry for myself moment, and he goes back to how he was before. But the truth is, when when you experience Jesus Christ and His power, and um, you know how He changes your life, you can't go back to being who you were before. Hmm. And, and what I'm saying is, you know, if I try to um, if I try to be the same David that I was back in. When I was enjoying life, I thought in my mind I was enjoying life, you know, being in a band, partying, um, doing all these things. If I try and do that now, I'm actually being, uh, I'm, I'm being fake to myself because I know I don't enjoy those things anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Jesus has changed my life. So you can try and go back to those things, but the fact is this, the Holy Spirit will constantly speak to you. Hey, you know better. Mm. You, you, you know, there's a better, better option than this, you know, and, um, Peter goes back to doing what he's doing. And in John 21, while he's fishing, this man calls out from the, from the shore. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, what are you doing? While we're fishing, we haven't caught any, have we caught any fish. Now we haven't caught any fish. He goes, why don't you try and throw the net on the other side? And so they do what this man says. And when they throw the net on the other side, suddenly there's a lot of fish and it triggers Peter's memory. Wait a minute. This is the same thing that happened when I was first called to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, and he goes, oh, Hey, looks at the man on the shore again and realizes that's Jesus. <laughs> and so he jumps out of the water and he's really excited. He gets back to the shore mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he's just like, wow, Jesus Christ, he's here with us. You know, everything he's, and he starts talking and Jesus engages Peter private, uh, not, not private in public, you know, with the other disciples around. And he questions Peter mm-hmm. three times. Just like the three times where he told Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. I, I appreciate, I appreciate your sentiments. I appreciate the, <laughs> the expression of confidence. You know, it's all, all nice and, and well, but, uh, the fact is you're going to deny me, deny me three times. And now Jesus asks him three questions, right? Three times he asks the same questions. <laughs> he says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Mm. And Peter's like, yeah, yeah, I, I love you, Jesus. Of course I do. And the response from Jesus is, well, then feed my lambs. Mm. And then he goes again. Well, Peter, do you love me? Second time, oh, yeah, Jesus. I, I said, yeah, of course, I, I love you. I said it the first time. Mm. And Jesus says, well, feed my sheep. And, um, okay, good. And then a third time, Jesus asked, Peter, do you love me? <laughs> By this time, Peter's like, what's going on here? And he says, yes, yes, I love you. I love you, Jesus. And the three times that he denied, Jesus gave him three opportunities mm-hmm. to be to make up for it. Mm. And now Peter's Peter's basically Peter saying, uh, sorry, basically Jesus is saying to Peter, Peter, you're still my disciple. You haven't changed. 
yeah, uh, I, I can see you've gone back to being a fisherman, but remember, I called you to discipleship. And he's saying to Peter, Peter, and the thing that you said that you're going to follow me unto death, and he tells Peter his future, mm. you will die for the sake of being my disciple. Wow. And even in that moment, even in that moment where Peter got told, <laughs> this is what's going to happen to you, <laughs> Peter points to John and goes, oh, well, what about him? <laughs> 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 so you know Peter's still got learning to do, but he's been restored. You know Jesus has basically put him back to where he was and said, "Hey, that moment that you had where you whipped, mm. that was a growing moment. Mm. I needed you to do that because now I can work with you, and the things that you're going to do for me, it's going to be incredible. You know, and 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 you you will be persecuted for what you're going to do. For, you're literally going to die for what you're what you're um, doing for me. And even in that moment, oh, what about him? And Jesus says, "Don't worry about him. Just <laughs> focus on him. Yeah, focus on the mission that I've given you. Mm. You know." And we watch Peter in um, uh, Acts four. Acts four. Uh, Peter and John um, they're proclaiming the name of Jesus when they're not they're not supposed to, right? And uh, Peter and John are doing it anyway, and they heal a man. And through the, uh, through the Holy Spirit, they heal a man that's outside the temple. They couldn't walk, and then he's walking, mm. and um, the, the the leaders of Jerusalem, they call them to trial and they put them in, in front of them and they say, hey, uh, what's this thing that you're preaching? You shouldn't be you know, preaching, um, talking about this person in our, in our community. We're the bosses here. You remember Jesus was challenged. Do you remember Jesus was challenged by the leaders? Mm. Now his disciples are being challenged. Mm. And the Bible says that Peter spoke Boldly, mm. we've gone from somebody that was, Damn. oh no, I don't know who Jesus is. Mm. Three times, oh no, 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 leave me alone, leave me alone. I don't want to be associated with Jesus Christ. And now he's in front of the leadership of Jerusalem, and and the, and the Bible says that these, um, as he was speaking, they were surprised because these these guys were unlearned men. What it means by unlearned men, they weren't trained through the rabbinical system. They never came to the schools. They know they know all the kids. They come through the schools. Peter and John are not one of them. Hmm. But when they speak, they speak with power and authority and they know the they know the Torah really well. They know how to interpret it and they know how to say Jesus Christ was prophesied to the prophets of Isaiah, Jeremiah, and and they're saying all these things. They go, Well, how come these these boys are in train? But they and P, the Bible says Peter said it with boldness. Hmm. We have a changed man now. You know, and, and when he's when he's preaching, you know, thousands are giving their lives to Christ, and they're they're repenting and confessing. Jesus took Peter from a guy that had this confidence in himself, and now realizing the only boldness and confidence that he can get is through his Lord and my yours, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm. We can, that's the only power that can work in our lives to transform us. You know, the Bible says. Second uh, Corinthians five verse seventeen says, "Anyone that is in Christ, um, the they become changed. The, the old has Lord gone, and the new has come." Mm. And Romans twelve verse two says, "Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Right? Peter is no longer the same Peter as he was before, mm. and that that hope is for every single one of us. The the person we we, we were before. 
the one that we don't like, the one that says, "Oh man, I always, I'm always saying, I'm always agreeable," and when you know, when I'm, I'm too afraid to confront things and and tell the truth, you know, and, and um, bring out these things to be an honest critic. Um, you know, I don't take criticism very well myself. All all these things that we that we are or may have been. Jesus says, "I can work with that, but I just need you to say, I I can't I can't do it myself. You know, mm-hmm. I I'm helpless." I need to I need to put that to bed and say I need the help of Jesus Christ in my life. And so you you see Peter's story, and this is why we, 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 this book that we're offering that's a story of Mary Magdalene changing from being this person she was before, and this incredible transformation. And uh, you know you watch that and you watch that life change. You watch Peter's. You listen to more. You know I heard testimonies on some people how God's worked in their life and said, and you just encourage them. Realize, man, my God is good. My God is real, and He's He's here to change lives. Mm, indeed, and just as David has said, um, the our book offer for today is the book at Jesus' feet, and that is by Doug Bachelor, and it's the Gospel according to Mel, Mary Magdalene. Um, the author Doug um, unveils the beauty of the gospel with its original insights through the eyes of Jesus' most dedicated disciple. This imaginative yet biblical retelling of Mary's experience clarifies several significant biblical teachings with a kaleidoscope of vivid illustrations. Um, from this book, you'll discover a fresh picture of a gentle, loving Savior who, without condemning or condoning our past, offers a new future, op- offers us a new future as we, like Mary, linger at Jesus' feet. I will give you the codes to claim that book um, later on after this song. Let's listen to this song, Reckless Love, How He Loves Us by Anthem Light. I spoke a word You were singing over me You've been so, so good to me Before I took a breath You breathed your life in me You've been so, so kind to me Oh, how he loves us so 
Made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Reckless Love by Oh How He Loves Us by Anthem Lights, and you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for break, I promised to give you the code um, to claim our book offer for today, which is the book At Jesus' Feet by Doug Butler, and it's the Gospel according to Mary Magdalene. Um, the code is Logos 13, Logos 13, um, text, no space in between, text that 2048-880891, Logos 13, and, uh, we'll be able to send that book to you. Um, David, I believe we are in the last section of this, um, very interesting program. How would you like to wrap up? Yeah, I think it's, a, um, you know, I'm just reflecting on something one of my mentors told me, and I might have said this before on radio, but um, I remember when I was uh, a young fella and I was uh, you know, doing the doing the gospel work and I'd just taken on eldership for the first time, mm-hmm. and that's becoming one of the leaders in the, in, in the church community, and I was only about 27 or 26 or something. And, um, you know, there, there were... I was getting some critique, you know, I was, I was getting somebody criticizing my leadership. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my mentor about it and he gave me this, gave me this uh, interesting talk. He said, listen, David, if one person calls you a donkey, um, don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to take that criticism. I said, oh, okay. And I said, yeah, but if five people call you a donkey, mm-hmm. you better start checking the mirror. You know, and I thought, wow, that stuck with me ever since. Ever since I was told that, I realized, man, they, you know, when you get more, if there's more than just one person telling you, you know, pay attention. You know, like there's there's a uh, there's a blessing in that, a hidden blessing, and we, <clears throat> and one of the um, most honest places that you could find those kind of to find the criticism 
Mm-hmm. Right? And these are, this is constructive criticism is when you spend time in, in the Bible and prayer. Mm. There are things that are going to be revealed in your lives. And I love this, I love this saying um, that uh, I've read from um, a pastor named Timothy Keller. He said, you don't study the Bible. The Bible studies you. That's uh, yeah, and, and so you learn all these things about yourself that are um, that can be tough. But you think about people like Peter. You think about people like Mary Magdalene, and how they they were just blessed beyond measure. And they you know, could you imagine talking to Peter and asking him about those the, the days of his lives where he where he served with you know wholeheartedly was able to serve Christ. You know, I think I think we'll hear some great things. We hear some great news coming through mm. through Peter, and you just wonder to yourself. You know, you, well, I, I often wonder to myself. You know, there were things uh, just last week as I was reflecting um, and praying that prayer. Lord, if there's anything that you know that in me that needs changing, and He's revealed a, a couple of things that I not that I've uh, done, but what I'm not doing. <laughs> And see, this is, I want you to start doing this. I'm thinking, man. And, you know, over the weekend, I'm thinking, if I don't do this, what is it that God's preparing for me and others because of my lack of action that this isn't going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And, and so, you know, and, and things that you are doing, same thing. If you continue doing this, what is it you're missing out on that God's preparing you for and what he wants to do in your life? You know, it's... um one of one of the one of the greatest challenges that ever that it was ever thrown to me, and um, you know when I reflect back on it, because I I've been running away from the the call to become a pastor for about eight years. You know I had a friend that challenged me on it, and then I had other friends, and um, you know I had some pastors tell me, and I was thinking, nah, this I don't think it's for me. You know I'll I'll, I'll leave that that work to other guys that God's called to do that work. Mm. And um, when push came to shove, when we realized, uh, my wife and I realized, man, things are getting, uh, things are really pointing towards us needing to make a major change. My wife brought it to me. She said, David, maybe this is the time. You, you should you should do what God's called you to do. Even I believe that you're meant to be a, a pastor. She says, I don't want you to be a pastor, but I think God's calling to, calling to you to, to be a pastor. And, you know, we, we're going to have to make this decision. And I said to her, no, I don't want to do this, you know. And she said, David, um, this, it sounds, it sounds weird now, even when I say it, but she said, if you don't, if you don't follow God's calling, think about the people that you're not blessing because you're not being obedient to God. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow. I said, that's a huge responsibility to put on my shoulders. You know, I'm like, I'm not that special. I'm not, I'm not no one. But the, the, when I thought about it, when I thought about it over and over again, this is not just for ministry to other people. This is because God wanted to build my character too. Mm. You know, like, and I can tell you now, the best way that God has, has saved me is through pastoral ministry. Mm. Through a saving relationship with Christ, I, I, I'm, I'm having this because I'm learning it through pastoral ministry. I know that I'm short. I know that I don't have all the skills. I know that I, 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 know I, I need all this help in my character development. And the only place I can find it is in Christ, mm. you know. And and in Christ, I minister to others because I I, I know that need. And it's, you know, it's uh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I think. Um, and when I think back to what my wife said, I've been blessed by so many people, and um, it's been the other way around as well. Mm. And 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 you got to wonder about yourself. Mm. What decision is Christ calling you to, 
Not just you, Tabitha, I'm talking to the listeners as well. Mm. What's God calling you to? That you need to make that decision. What's God got prepared for you that you're not you're not seeing? You know, come come to come to that place where Peter was and you know, allow God to restore you and use you. That's mm. that's the that's that's the message that Christ wants to give you this morning. Hmm. Thank you, David, for that powerful sharing. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can agree. It's amazing how God can transform you or how Jesus can transform you when you let him. I've hmm. seen it happen. I've, ex- I've also experienced it myself. It's just amazing. Um, what do you have for us next week? Next week, we're going to the cross. Hmm. So it's all about um, the encounter with um, the encounter with Peter. <clears throat> and there's also an encounter with uh, Pilate before Jesus goes to the cross. Okay, so join um, David next week to learn more about what he has to share. And tomorrow we have um, Gary Webster with Jason. And Gary will be talking about um, Armageddon and the death of death. Very interesting. So the join Gary. Yeah. yeah. Join Gary tomorrow to learn about what he has prepared for us. And just remind our listeners the code to claim the um, offer for today, which is the book at Jesus' feet, is Logos 13, Logos 13, text to 0488-880-891, and we'll be able to send it to you. Um, thank you for joining us today, wherever you are. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. Be blessed. And we're going out with this song, If We Are Honest, by Francesca Battistelli. Harder than a lie The dark seems safer than the light And everyone has a heart that loves to hide I'm a mess and so are you We've built walls nobody can get through Yeah, it may be hard but the best thing we could do, ever do, bring your brokenness and I'll bring mine, cause love can heal what hurt divides, and mercy's waiting on the other side, if we're
If we're honest, if we're